The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour of blessing. Praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Holland, Jr., and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, Channel 13. In San Diego from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE, Channel 13 in Palm Springs. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ, Channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, Channel 20, Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church is located at 1043 Middle Street, the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with a sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Kali for over 90 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, used exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late Chief Pastor William M. Hans Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel work to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and conferences and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. The church choir under the energetic direction of Emilia Hahn has prepared a most appropriate song for our Pentecostal telecast entitled, Gracious Spirit Dwell With Me, accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Pohaku Carter on the organ. Being filled with God's Holy Spirit according to Acts 2 for enables one to keep in close communication with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 
He makes himself real to you as you seek his daily guidance and strength. He goes before you setting the crooked path straight and warns you of dangers ahead. When you trust in him, he will make the way. Sing along with the choir using the words on your screen and be lifted up.
thank you, choir, for that moving rendition. Coming up next will be the church band under my direction to play an all-time favorite that's packed with excitement and jubilation for this Pentecostal occasion. Feel the Spirit. band for that upbeat selection. We call upon our soulist for today, Sherlyn Abing, to sing a sweet and tender rendition of the song, The Sweetest Name of All. Yes, viewers, the name of Jesus is one of joy and power, especially in time of trouble. When you call upon His name in time of trouble, He will make the way of deliverance. 
Sherlyn will be accompanied by Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, Associate Pastor Trustee Evan Sprode Sr. and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars, Iris Locke on the drums, and myself on the piano. Jesus, you're the sweetest name of all. Jesus, you always hear me when I call. Oh, Jesus, you pick me up each time I fall. You're the sweetest, the sweetest name of all. The sweetest name of all. Well done, Sherlyn. Thank you. We call upon our church choir once again to sing their final number for today entitled, Where the Spirit of the Lord Is. The Spirit of our Lord Jesus Christ, our Creator, is good, pure and clean, full of strength and mercy and mighty power. It is He who the world should seek after for salvation and daily guidance throughout their lives. He is here for you to choose. Don't hesitate. Time is short and He is coming back for His own. Do you want to be part of His great rapture? I hope so.
Excellent choir, thank you. Coming up next will be our string ensemble to play a number filled with hope and inspiration entitled, In His Spirit. turn our attention to a versatile and talented group of individuals called Saints in Harmony. The song chosen by the group is an all-time favorite filled with encouragement, hope, and trusting in Jesus entitled Let the Holy Ghost Come In. It is indeed a pleasure to dedicate this beautiful number to a very faithful and loving individual in the Lord. She attends prayer services, is at almost every service, sings in the choir, plays in the church orchestra, as well as displaying her accomplished ukulele playing with solos. She is none other than Mrs. Rebecca Liban of Pearl City, Oahu. God's glory shines brightly upon you, and His blessings pour forth abundantly upon you. God will bless you in this life and that to come. 
Praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, 
and I'd like to repeat our television time stations and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KDTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZTV Channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakakai Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Alverio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotobao, Mindanao, Philippines. You're welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now, I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. What a pleasure it is to have each of you join us as telecast viewers today. I'm especially pleased that you have elected to partake in the reading of God's Word with me and hear the glorious gospel of the kingdom of God. In my realm of experience, I have often found that when faced with difficult situations, most people will begin to search and exhaust all kinds of avenues of possible help and for some reason come to the right place last. Therefore, I pray that my sermon, Pentecostal Power in Our Souls, will bring you to the knowledge that no matter what the difficulty, a guaranteed and absolute source of help, deliverance, or solution may just lie in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ Himself. Remember, He is just a prayer away. But in the process, much faith and patience may be required of you in return. Will you have the perseverance to endure to the end? I caution you, don't reject the Word of God, and above all, don't reject the Lord. Hopefully, in due time, others will be able to see Jesus in you rather than merely you in you. Always bear in mind, many are called, but few are chosen. If you want to spend eternity in paradise with the Lord, then you want to be among the chosen. 
being in touch with the Lord Jesus Christ each and every day upon this earth is a very important priority. Learning to love the Lord Jesus Christ and pursue his righteousness is our prayer for all mankind. It is encouraging to know that by joining us each Sunday in the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, you will renew your faith, strengthen your vows, and be ready to meet the Lord Jesus Christ when he returns in clouds of glory. Perhaps one day soon you will become an instrument for the Lord Jesus Christ and thereby able to testify to others of his goodness and mercy. Let's begin with the sermon. Is the Pentecostal power of Jesus Christ in your soul today? If not, then please listen attentively to today's sermon. And it will encourage your faith and belief in the gospel of the kingdom of God that Jesus Christ preached on the shores of Galilee. Today, we celebrate Pentecost or the birthday of the church. It was on this day nearly 2,000 years ago that a phenomenal event took place in Jerusalem. The Lord Jesus Christ poured out his Holy Spirit upon the 120 disciples who had earnestly tired for 10 days in the upper room. On the 10th day, the Lord Jesus Christ poured out his Holy Spirit and established his first true church upon the earth. You may ask, where is the true church? His true church is spread throughout the face of the land, identified by his name, Jesus Christ, and it bears his blood-stained banner and the true righteousness of God. The term church refers to a body of religious believers who come together for the express purpose of worshiping their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Therefore, whether it is a body or building, a building or physical bodies, it is a consecrated dwelling place for the Lord's Holy Spirit to abide therein. Therefore, his true church is comprised of regenerated persons beginning from the first day of Pentecost and extending down through the ages until the period of the rapture when Jesus Christ will call them up saying, come up hither. Members of the body of Christ are united together by the presence of the Holy Ghost in their lives. This true church is sanctified by the death, resurrection, and ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ. The outpouring of his Holy Spirit culminated the preaching of the gospel of the kingdom of God by the apostles upon this earth. It is upon this spiritual premise that the apostolic faith church was formed and founded that is upon water baptism by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ and by the filling, refilling, and indwelling of God's Holy Spirit, sealing his body, the church, and each member unto the day of redemption. With that thought in mind, the question arises, are all churches the same? The correct answer is no. Furthermore, are all Pentecostals preaching the same gospel? Unfortunately not. The true Pentecostal church with its God-given doctrine is being revived and God is restoring his church back to their first love through the power of his Holy Spirit. The disciples were fortunate to be eyewitnesses at the ascension of Jesus Christ and were instructed to assemble in the upper room and tired for the outpouring of God's Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Acts 1, 4-5 describes a significant event. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which said he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but he shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. The disciples were given another option opportunity to prove their faith during the first 40 days after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ met with them twice in the upper room, and he confronted Thomas for his doubting faith. In both meetings, Jesus Christ admonished them for their unbelief and showed himself to the brethren, numbering over 500. Then Jesus Christ sat and ate with the disciples on the shores of Galilee, when their faith was in question, and spoke these words to Peter, Lovest thou me? The Feast of Pentecost was only one of the many feasts celebrated by the Jews. Its date is calculated from the first feast of the Passover, first numbering 50 days from the Passover. The Feast of Pentecost was celebrated. It is also known as the Feast of Weeks, highlighting the feast where two loaves of bread were baked with leaven. Today, we understand that the loaves refer to the two types of people in the eyes of God, 
called the Jews and Gentiles. However, both are united as one by God's Holy Spirit with Pentecostal power. Many races, languages, and cultures motivated as one living organism to glorify and give him the praises due unto him. Leviticus 23, 15-16 is offered this mathematical compilation for our learning. And it shall come unto you from the morrow, after the Sabbath, from the day that he brought the sheaf of the wave offering. Seven Sabbaths shall be complete. Even unto the morrow, after the seventh Sabbath, shall ye number fifty days, and he shall offer a new meat offering unto the Lord. In other words, the Jews were required to number seven weeks, or forty-nine days, and on the morrow, the first day of the week, or fiftieth day, was the day of Pentecost. Despite the fact that the Jews were informed, spiritual blindness still prevented them from correlating the feast with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. They failed to see Jesus Christ as a sacrifice for the Passover, and therefore they nailed him to the cross at Calvary. On the day of Pentecost, they failed to see how Jesus Christ would unite both Jews and Gentiles to form his one true church. The Feast of Pentecost was celebrated with a harvest of 3,000 plus 5,000 souls baptized, totaling 8,000 souls being saved. With His blessing, the mystery of godliness began to unfold, and God's plan of salvation was revealed with the manifestation of God's Holy Spirit being poured out upon His disciples. Acts 1, 12-15 provides this explanation. Then returned they unto Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem a Sabbath day's journey. And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room, where abode both Peter and James and John, and Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James the son of Alphys, and Simon Zelotes, and Judas the brother of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, Now the name, numbers of the names were about 120. Jesus Christ came to earth to die on the cross of Calvary for the sins of all mankind. His sacrifice gives all sinners an opportunity to become a part of his body, the church. He is the good shepherd, and he has given his life for his sheep, and is deeply concerned for the welfare and well-being of all of his believers. As we come to him, he knows us by name, and will be able to satisfy our needs, whether they are spiritual or physical, great or small. Jesus Christ made a sacrifice for all humanity, and in his eyes there is neither bond or free, male or female, Jew or Gentile, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We must understand that there is more to life than the accumulation of material assets and good health. Jesus Christ drew us a description when he said, Solomon, in all of his glory, was not arrayed as one of these. Referring to the simplicity of the lilies of the field, King Solomon pondered life in the book of Ecclesiastes and immediately confessed that all is for naught and worthless if it results is a life apart from the blessing of God. John 3, 5 addresses the act of coming to Jesus Christ and finding the salvation of our souls. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And verses 6 to 7, it reads, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Being born of water is being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ by immersion. And to be born of the Spirit is being filled with God's Holy Spirit. And speaking in an unknown tongue and demonstrating Peter's declaration of the day of Pentecost, he reads in Acts 2.38, Then Peter said unto them, Repent 
and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Believing faith plays an important role in the decision to accept Jesus Christ as one's personal Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ encourages us to closely examine what is really at stake. It is not the house you own or the car that you drive. It is not the job that you hold, nor the promotion you recently received. It isn't about whether or not you are a law-abiding citizen or a community-minded person. Accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, Lord, and Lord is critical to the salvation of the soul of all mankind. In order to overcome the prophecy that all have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. Salvation is an urgent and individual matter. Television viewers, and we see Jesus Christ advising Nicodemus that he must be born again, regardless of his status in this life. Thus, salvation in the truest sense is one of faith and works, and one cannot exist without the other. Repentance equates to godly sorrow for sin inherited from our foreparents, Adam and Eve. Remission of sins pertains to having our sins being removed completely by the blood of Jesus Christ shed on the cross of Calvary. The gift of the Holy Ghost is given to all believers in Christ Jesus, exhibiting springs of living water flowing from out of one's belly. The infilling of the Holy Ghost reflects God's presence within His people and is a seal of redemption, or in other words, Pentecostal power in our soul. Therefore, television viewers, it is essential for us to also tire for God's Holy Spirit until we are endued with power from on high, as indicated in Luke 24, 49. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until it be endued with power from on high. Many today do not believe in tarrying for the Holy Ghost as a means of obtaining Pentecostal power. However, the wise and prudent have concluded that the existence of the Holy Spirit must be evident amongst all believers. The truth will always be that one must be born of water in the name of Jesus and be born of the Spirit as evidenced by the speaking in an unknown tongue. Therefore, when the Lord Jesus Christ bestowed the gift of the Holy Ghost, it was intended not only for the 120, but it was given all, given to all believers of every generation. Therefore, we preach that water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ is essential to one's personal salvation. The simplicity of water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ confounds the wisest of theologians and researchers of the Bible. We await the redemption of our body whereby as the children of God, we will enjoy His glorious liberty. In the scriptures, we see how Jesus Christ came to fulfill the law and bring Judaism to an end by fulfilling every aspect of the law. The Jews were encouraged to leave the good things out of Judaism and seek and abide in the better things of Jesus Christ. We see Jesus Christ was made a little lower than the angels, being baptized by immersion and commanding His disciples to do the same. Paul, Peter, and Apollos humbled themselves and were baptized and did administer water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Therefore, the only denomination mentioned in God's Word is the Pentecostal denomination centered on the name of Jesus Christ as referenced in Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus Christ is calling everyone to save themselves from this untoward generation that is moving rapidly away from God's holy ways. The day of visitation by Jesus Christ is at hand, 
and he is coming to resurrect the dead and quicken the living to meet him in the air. For thousands of years, the feasts were being celebrated, and perhaps over time, the importance of the feasts began to decline in importance, becoming more of a tradition than a rite of sincere worship. This atmosphere and change was evident with the synagogues now being occupied by merchants, selling their wares in support of the feasts. Instead of maintaining prayer and worship in the sanctuary, the Jews had made it a place of merchandise. The exhilarating account of Pentecost is found in the book of Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The day of Pentecost has never been the same since, and this phenomenal event completely transformed those who tarried in the upper chamber from fearful followers to courageous crusaders for the name of Jesus Christ. Now what happened in the upper chamber can only be described as witnessing the presence of God. Luke describes the event which took place that morning as the presence of God, describing as a mighty wind. They also saw a similitude, that is the likeness and resemblance of God, cloven tongues like as of fire, resting upon each of them. Each individual who numbered in the 120 had a personal experience with the Lord Jesus Christ. They also heard and observed the speaking in an unknown tongue, signifying the presence of the Holy Spirit. The disciples were able to set aside the traditional celebration that made way for the Feast of Pentecost to achieve a uniqueness they never anticipated. Prior to this phenomenal event, the stage set by Jesus Christ became evident. When he actively preached for three and one half years, during this time he healed, counseled, rebuked, and performed miracles to draw mankind out of their sinful ways. His apostles appointed 70 disciples and gave them power to heal the sick and to cast out evil spirits and to preach the good news in the cities and the places round and about the earth. Those sent out could not perform the works of God on their own, but were given Pentecostal power similar to the portion of the Spirit which rested upon Moses. In Acts 1, 10 to 11, we read, And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, Two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up, up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. The apostles were at a major milestone in the history of the Pentecostal church, and every professed by Jesus Christ had come to pass. As they watched him ascending to heaven, it further proved the authenticity of the gospel of the Jesus Christ. The faithful few were tasked to spread the gospel of the kingdom of God to the uttermost part of the earth. They understood the task and level of faith required to fill their tasking. They experienced the Pentecostal power given to them by Jesus Christ to heal the sick and to cast out devils, and they were at the crossroads of their spiritual life. The confirmation and manifestation of God's Pentecostal power had never before been experienced by the world in this manner. What the inhabitants of Jerusalem initially heard and felt was a new experience never before witnessed in Jerusalem's history. 
the Pentecost power felt in the upper room, and presence of God's Holy Spirit in Jerusalem aroused interest in the millions of people in Jerusalem, proving that something miraculous had taken place. Through the gift of interpretation, the population of Jerusalem was able to hear them speak the wonderful works of God in their respective native tongue. Furthermore, they marveled, even the more after learning that those speaking were mere Galileans and the majority being unlearned. They were bewildered over the fact that unlearned men and women spoke with great fluency a language other than their own. Reading in Acts 2, 7, 8, and 11 to 12, and they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in our tongue wherein we were born? We do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? The outpouring of the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost surpassed the roar, volume, and magnitude of all natural wonders of the earth. The magnitude of phenomenon was even greater than expected. They were privileged to be the first recipients of the fruits of the Spirit, becoming instruments of righteousness in which the gift of the Holy Ghost was manifested. As a result of Pentecost, believers today can also experience the indwelling Christ just as the 120 did on the day of Pentecost. Reading in Ezra 3, 11 to 13, And he sang together by chorus in praising and giving thanks unto the Lord, because he is good, for his mercy endureth forever toward Israel. And all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord, because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. But many of the priests and Levites and chief of the fathers who were ancient men that had seen the first house when the foundation of this house was laid before their eyes, wept with a loud voice, and many shouted aloud for joy, so that the people could not discern the noise of the shout of joy from the noise of the weeping of the people. For the people shouted with a loud shout, and the noise was heard afar off. The 120 lifted their voices in unison, praising God for his Pentecostal power, rushing mighty wind and tongues of fire. The same experience is available today, and it is of immense value to believers seeking God's Holy Spirit because greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. Dear television viewers, we encourage you to seek the infilling of God's Pentecostal power in your souls and in your life today. Only then will you be able to also sing His praises openly and enjoy the true Pentecostal power of God's Holy Spirit. Now, if you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, a review telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. In concluding our Pentecostal telecast this morning. The church band plays a most befitting and lively number entitled Pentecost in My Soul.
preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.